This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. We gathered here because one of the giants of Kali Yisrael passed away this morning. I'm going to Ravadi Yosef. This is not the Rehespid. It's simply, I don't know how many of you even know who he was, have any sense of it. It's not possible to be maspid or to have any type of reaction unless we have some understanding of who he was, something of the heck of the person, so that at least we can identify with what Claudio uh, lost. I would sketch out some simple things. And uh, just to give us a sense of his godless and some of his huge accomplishments. He was born in 1920 in Baghdad. Baghdad was once upon a time one of the great Torah centers of Klal Yisrael. We are by and large Ashkenazim, so we haven't heard of it as, as a Torah center. Um, one of the giants of the, of, of the Sephardi world, the Benish Chai, lived at the end of the other century. Um, the turn of the century, it was an ear vein be Israel for generations in terms of Talmud Torah, Lame Torah, and so on. He came to Israel at a very young age. At four, his parents moved and they lived near the Mir Yeshiva, base Israel. They were quite in, in Baghdad, the family was established, and at Israel, they were very, very poor, dirt poor. He went to Cheder. And the first thing we have written from him is on the cover, on the inside of a Sefer Reish's Chachma. They got a prize in Cheder. He got it as a prize, it's written in the Sefer, for learning Shnaimochsin, Elometzias, Hamafkid, Hazov, the Gemara Balpeh. And Shabbos, Psochim, Sukkah, few other Mesechtes Mishnayis Valpeh at the age of nine. And he adds, and I have added some Ha'oris on the Sefer Eshes Chachma to my limited understanding. That was at the age of nine. They were so poor that his parents needed him to help in the grocery store, which he did. And some two or three very special Rabbanim they were, I think they were ahead of the, of, of the cheder, went to the parents and begged that he let him stay there and, uh, and learn. Um, I, just as a side remark, you can imagine the chalik of the people who made that ishtadlus to get him to learn. Um, he then went on, after our message, to Parat Yosef, which was the Sephardi Institute, his rabbi Muvak was somebody called Rabbi Zayataya, who was one of the giants of that generation. He was one of the big Mekubal of that generation. I think, of, if we can look at a rabbi Muvak, that probably was the demus of, of, his, of, 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 his, of a rav. At the age of 13, he put out his first chibur. At the age of um, it's 20, he had smicha for Dionys. It was his, his, he had tremendous kishronos, and if we can put a finger on of all of his abilities, 
his memory was simply something, uh, something indescribable. If any of you have any interest to see something, his truvis firm I hear, um, the, you can take a look at the Biomer, and at random open up a tshuva and get a sense of how many different tshuvas firm he quotes in any one, um, in any tshuva. Um, it, it's, it's something which, even using today's computers, I doubt we would get to that amount as firm. And it's a question of not only using a computer, a computer can only identify words, but to be able, I recently went through a tshuva, I was going through a tshuva on psikresha, um, and with the Rice Rabbanan, and it's it's just not believable. It's it's daf after daf, long, huge dafim, with all the sheetas, tons, dozens and dozens and dozens, possibly hundreds of different sheetas that he sorted out, and he had at his fingertips. Um, he didn't go. He didn't need to look for them. Now, part of it is Akharish Baruch who gave him. A memory that is incredible, but you also have to sit and learn it all. Um, nothing, no matter how good of a memory you have, nothing ever comes into your head unless you actually learn it. it there was no Malach that came and shoveled it into his mind. He sat with tremendous asmada, and in his early years, there was tremendous poverty in his house. Even after he was married, he was very poor. And he sat Yomon Velayla, uh, uh, literally absorbing safety, safety after safer. I believe, uh, if I recall correctly, his library is somewhere like 30, 35,000 sperm. Um, this library here has maybe seven, 8,000 sperm. So it's about five times as big as this. And it's believed that he knew it all um, in his mind. He had it down. And whenever he had a tshuva, his Mahalach and Psak was not to disregard a single shita. And every shita found its place. He would agree, disagree, um, or, 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 or however it was, but he incorporated almost every idea that was known to him. It, it's something we just, I, I we tell you to t- sit down with the safe and just look at how much a person could have learned and, and, and how much Torah was absorbed in one person, it's something that's overwhelming. If you, want, if you want to get a measure of the person, you do a lot better with sitting down with a tshuva for a few minutes, even if you don't understand all the details of it, than reading stories about it. The, um, he, the, someone, Rabbi Mendelowitz, told me before a personal story. Rabbi Mendelowitz's father was, father-in-law, was um, asked to sponsor many, many years ago Publishing a, a tshuva sefer, I think it was a chavasiyah. He believes, and they they worked on a new edition. And then, as they were going to print, they realized the edition they were working from was missing a few pages, two or three pages. Chavasiyah is not an unknown sefer. It's not a known sefer. It's a sefer. It's one of the classic tshuvas firm, but you know, people use it, look at it, and they were missing. And they were they were holding by going to print. They didn't have. They couldn't get the edition they wanted. And they asked, they said, you know, Rav Yosef's library is stupendous. Try him. It's, it's very close to the people that are working on it. So they called him up. So he said, get back to me in two days. Two or three days later, he gave them a handwritten um, a, a, a copy from memory of those two or three pages. As it was, 
afterwards they found another edition and he was wrong in eight words on those two or three pages of Havasyar, written out by memory. The, of a safer that it's it's a you know it's a safer that's one of the classics for him, but it's not used that often. It's not something you would say, okay, it's something that he used daily. So, so to have it committed to memory to a degree where there were eight words in three pages they had written out, and he said in 26 years he hadn't looked at the safer. It, 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 it's it's Musagan that we we really have a very very hard time of 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 getting it. That was his Sheikh Kaima in, um, in Torah. He wrote and paskined on every chilek of Torah. Um, and his psokim became a mainstay, the mainstay, a mainstay for Sephardi communities and a point of reference for anybody writing a tshuva on, on it. Um, someone told me that uh, Diane Weiss was the head of Erechidus, um, politically was not in the same place, but Torah is not... Uh, Torah doesn't get involved with politics and so on. And he would always have the tshuva safe of his laying around, whatever. It was a point of reference. You could not write your own tshuva without going through that tshuva. And Torah is big. You can, you can argue, and, and maybe you're obligated when you are a sukkah But it was a safer that it could not, you could not ignore his stand and his psak. Something happened in his early 20s where I think was an, an extreme change from living a very sheltered life in Ola Shaltaira. He became the Rav of Egypt, Cairo. He was a young man, I think it was in his early 20s, and he was there two or three years. I think he became first aware of the tragedy and the reality of Sephardi communities outside of Eretz Yisrael, and eventually that was also Eretz Yisrael. These were communities that had been established for many centuries. They were good people, well-meaning people, by and large, big amaratsim, and, and, and already had backed away from real Shemir's mitzvahs, and he had difficult, difficult years of, um, being, of trying to, to hold them into some framework of halacha. And, and, and they were very difficult years because people resisted it, there was nobody to talk to, and they had a lot of issues. And the need to be able to hold on to a tzibur, even though they were far away, and not to let them go completely, was something that he began struggling and wrestling with. Um, someone told me over, Moshe Chaim told me over, a tshuva that he had seen that made a tremendous impression on him, I'll tell you the gist of it. In Cairo, they had a hospital, a Jewish hospital that was treif. And they finally agreed to go kosher with the stipulation that they don't have to throw out the dishes. And he has a long truth on it, and he goes through many different ofanim. They were, they were dishes that were made of china, so they couldn't be kosher halachically. And he tried one approach, another approach, another approach, and he rejected it all. He said, I can't. This is not right, this is not right, this is not right. He slugged up every possible cooler. And then he writes, but I couldn't sleep all night. So I am pushing this hospital to become permanently trafe. But that's a tremendous achrayas. You can't, you know, and, and it, 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 he, you're torn, you can't bend the halacha. 
what's also zasa. But but you also, if you don't find a way to be mad to something halachically, sometimes you're going to lose a whole tzibur. And he came up with a whole new mahalach of how to do it in a way that would be acceptable to Evid. And it was a result of that tremendous, um, that tremendous achrayis that he knew that, that he has to hold on to the, to the tzibur and so on. He, became, he came back to Israel after a few years. He was a, a rabbi in Tel Aviv. He was a die in the, in the Bezna God of God, Rebbe Yashiv. And he began to realize the the um, to realize the straits of Sephardi Jewry. Sephardi Jewry, on the one hand, as far as they went, they still wanted to be observant. They still had a certain harocha and a certain covet, but much amaratzis had crept in. They, they, they had the Ashkenazi jury had suffered one way through Haskalah. They had suffered through years of neglect and, and backwardness in the Arab countries. And there were few Torah centers. And the Hamon Am, as, as much as they would like to do well and as much as they had tremendous cover up on him, there were a lot of issues. And two things, in two ways, he addressed those issues. One was he realized that he needs to be able to make where halach allows. There's an Indian to be machmer when you're balnefish, when you know what's right and wrong, and you give yourself the space between the barely permissible to the to, to, to big safety margin. And then there's an important Indian to hold on to somebody so that you don't make into a machal Shabbos when the Eved, what he's doing is just acceptable. One step over the line is also Shema Shabbos. And he began to, um, and his psakim reflected. Um, on the one hand, for the Hamonam, he, he, did, he, he was very strong about not being machmer in places that halachically you do not have to machmer. And for the unlearned, barely observant person, it would drive him away. On the other hand, he began rebuilding Sephardi Jewry and Mekomas HaTorah. One of the other tragedies that happened in Israel was because the Sephardim came en masse in a way that they were brought by the very secular Zionists, they, they became, their communities disintegrated, they, they, um, they hadn't built up their own Moses Torah, and the people that reached out and became their Abonim and Mashpi and Poskin were Ashkenazim. They had very little feel for the Messiris, for the Psakim, and basically, by default, the Ashkenazi Psakim Rabbanim became um, th- their Minhagim. It was something that shouldn't be. Every Shevet, every, 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 every Olam has its Inyanim, its Messiris, its Hanhagis, its Psakim, its Poiskim. By default, it happened. And also, it created a resistance by, by, by the Sephardi HaMonam when they felt this wasn't their, this wasn't their homeland, this wasn't where we're coming from. His force of personality, he was charismatic. The fact that he could stand on a bima and, and pour out Mara Mekomos one after the other and Chuvis verbatim, never ever needing notes or sperm, whatever, brought a tremendous cover to Torah. People saw what 
godless in Torah is? Even for the person who didn't understand a word, but just hearing it, that that, 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 that chef of Torah and Yediyah's Torah and, and the, the tremendous amount of asmara that went into that, created a tremendous sense of pride. In the early 80s, he, he was involved in finding the Shas party. The politics is not the significant part of it. It's the fact that for the first time, a chilek of Kaisal that might be the bigger chilek, I don't know the numbers, so the jury might well be more numerous, came into their own. They sensed this is the derech that we had been on, These are, this is what we produced. Um, it brought a tremendous, intense pride, a tremendous rejuvenation of Shmiras Atayr and Shmiras Amitzvis, a whole cadre, a whole door of Tamiya Chachamim that weren't former Sephardim who had to become Ashkenazim because that's where the Yeshivas were, that's where everything was, but to rebuild the Messiris and the Teferis of Sephardi Jewry. He also fought against many Minhagim Shtus that had crept in just by unlearned people who just picked up stuff that from going with evidence. He was very, very blunt, very straight. He said the Amazon he saw it with a sharpness and 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 um, with pride. The 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 one one would possibly say that everything today, the tremendous teferis of the rebuilding Sephardi Yiddishkeit, with, with with all the tremendous amount of Michachamim and Moistis and and incredible uh, vibrancy in Shreya Samitzvis is possibly due almost all to him. Um, and just it's, it's it's just the appreciation. The Gemara says that Mei Mechuza, the Goyim in Mechuza, must be very very tough-hearted because twice a year they would see the gathering of of Klaisol to hear the the, the shurim from the Gdolim, and they still weren't Megaya. It, it's it's the Kvedish Altaira, One of the giant Kvedish Altaira's generation was Rabbi Vadas the, a person who 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 had you, you saw the chef of Torah that that in every single point there are so many different shitas and mahalchim and to keep it all organized and 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 one person without looking at this firm it's 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 an overwhelming sense of kvodeshal Torah um, and and it's a gift from Hakadosh Baruch Hu that a person has a mind like that but it's a yigia and amul to sit and learn it. And Kufis that were very, very hard. Um, you know, Saif, the last chalik of his life, he was, lived with the Ferris. I mean, people carried him on, sh- on, on their shoulders. But as a younger man, when he sat and learned, he was dirt poor, tremendous mysterious nefesh, and sat and learned it. Um, his, his sense of a chryas for the klal, to be able to, to broaden the heter as much as possible to keep people in the klal, and yet to rebuild. B'nai Torah, who would keep things outside of Yosef to reignite the Messiahs of, 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 uh, of at least half a Kal Yisrael, uh, a Messiahs that was as mefur as anything, um, to, to, to give it back its lustre, to, to give it its place. Those, those were the, this is the, the, the very, very um, Rashi Prokim of his life. Um, I suggest as a um, people to read about him, and I suggest when you have the time, 
take one of those firm, take take a chuva on an Indian that that you that you think you you know something simple, and get a sense of of how much tire there is on kol kutzeshal yud and tilitilim shalalachis. And, it, you know, at least if we have a sense of equator shal we'll have some sense of, of holding on to what was so dear to him.